Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody and we're back with French-Canadian news. We'll start with an article by Juliana LaRue titled Finding Academic Acadian Research on Social Media. This article is about Professor Jonathan Fowler of St. Mary's University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Professor Fowler's research will soon be published in a co-authored book titled Diaries of the Acadian Deportations, Volume 2, John Winslow at Grand Pré. Professor Fowler's research will also be available on his social media. Next up, we have a new post on Query the Past by Patrick Lacroix titled Building Better History. This post is about the process of examining history more closely, uncovering the historical truth no matter what, and what this has to do with exploring transnational French-Canadian history. Be sure to RSVP for the Young Franco-American Summit taking place on October 15th. If you are between the ages of 18 to 35, please contact dmoreau.yfas at gmail.com and ask for the RSVP form. The form will close on October 8th, so RSVP as soon as possible to attend the second annual Young Franco-American Summit taking place in Manchester, New Hampshire. And now on to events. On September 14th at 6.30pm, be sure to attend the French All Around Us Meet the Authors event with Alliance Francaise Maine. Register as soon as possible. On September 25th, from 1pm to 2pm, attend the Mercy Train event with the Franco-American Center in Manchester, New Hampshire. Be sure to register by September 21st at 5 p.m. to attend this free event. On October 13th at 7 p.m., check out this upcoming virtual presentation with author David Vermette titled The Ku Klux Klan in New England in the 1920s. Explore the history of the Klan's New England chapters. In particular, this talk will focus on the conflict between the Klan and New England's Franco-American population. On October 19th, check out an upcoming virtual book talk with author Fabrice Germont. This presentation will be a deep dive into bilingualism, bilingual education, and cognitive development. He will also discuss his books, Conversations on Bilingualism and The Bilingual Revolution. The future of education is in two languages. On November 5th, check out the American-Canadian Genealogical Society Fall Conference. If you're interested in French-Canadian genealogy, be sure to check out this event with presentations by experts about Quebec land ownership, decoding death certificates, and more. Register by October 29th to attend. Tickets for members are $50, and tickets for non-members are $65. That's all I've got for you this time. Everything I've covered today will be linked in the French-Canadian Legacy podcast episode description. Merci for listening. There is no telling the history of Franco-Americans without broaching at least slightly the history of the province of Quebec. And works on Quebec history are not hard to find. But because the field is so large, sometimes the challenge is simply finding a point of entry into the topic, that is, getting a reliable primer or overview to get the basics. And so, this week, on the Lacroix Library, we have John Dickinson and Brian Young's A Short History of Quebec, which is now in its fourth edition. First published in 1988, A Short History of Quebec has served first-year university students and the wider public ever since. Its impressive longevity owes to the balance it strikes in treacherous and often acrimonious historical debates. Politics inevitably encroach on the writing of history in Quebec. The book's success is also a product of the amount of coverage the authors devote 
to the various facets of Quebec life over the course of 500 years. Dickinson and Young were not interested in simply drawing a straight line from the British conquest to the rebellions and then to the Quiet Revolution. They offer a fuller, more enriching picture that offers sometimes surprising facts about the province and its past. This is predominantly a work of social history that proves attentive to demography, the customs and economic activities of common people, the formation of social classes, and community organization from the Catholic Church to labor unions. A particularly telling chapter is titled Pre-Industrial Society and Economy, which traces the rate of population growth among French settlers up to the Napoleonic Wars. It also discusses economic staples and we find that the fisheries always exceeded the value of the fur trade in terms of sheer output. We also learn about the commercial networks available to the common people and those of better placed colonists in Quebec City and Montreal. Dickinson and Young identify a key economic transition in the first third of the 19th century, one that announced industrial growth and connected Lower Canada to a wider world. Although French Canadians are naturally at the center of this book, the authors do not relegate minority groups, such as French Canadians would be in the U.S., to the dustbin of history. We begin with the indigenous occupants of the land, although more could have been done to follow their story down to the present day. We learn about loyalists, Jewish immigrants, and the poor Irish who arrived in Quebec City and chose to stay in the colony. In 1861, 24% of residents of Lower Canada were Anglophones. Helpfully, Dickinson and Young traced the very limited opportunities provided to women outside of the home and the church and a growing sense of possibilities in the early to mid 20th century. The ideology of domesticity was still prevalent. The quest for women's suffrage was opposed and ridiculed by such giants of politics as Henri Bourassa. But luminaries like Thérèse Casgrain and Idola Saint-Jean would thankfully be undeterred. This work will provide the valuable backstory to folks seeking to understand diasporic French-Canadian communities, their complexity, and their diverse setting. And with Quebec being in the midst of an election campaign, this might be the right time to get a refresher. The latest edition of A Short History of Quebec is available through the website of McGill-Queen's University Press. Bonne lecture! Okay, thank you very much, Melody and Patrick. Now, this episode coming up is actually one that's very, very exciting. One of the really, really interesting developments that has happened since the start of this podcast is the Young Franco-American Summit. Something that's been talked about for a couple of years, started for the first time last year. It's just an opportunity for Franco-Americans between the ages of 18 and 35 to get together, share with each other different projects that each other are working on, network, and just kind of talk about kind of what the identity looks like now for Franco-Americans up in New England. Very, very cool event. Super excited that it's coming back. And so we have the opportunity this coming week to talk about that what that event has become and what will it look like and what it will look like this year. So joining us, Melody Desjardins, Daniel Moreau, to talk about this year's Young Franco-American Summit. I would like to know the true pronunciation of Putin. Is it Putin or Putin? I would like everybody in the comments of this clip to comment with your pronunciation of Putin or Poutine. I, I really, I would really like to know. 
So apparently up in the St. John Valley, they say Putsin. Putsin, absolutely. Putsin. So that's a whole nother pronunciation for you. <laughs> P-U-T-S hyphen I-N. Putsin. Exactly. For whatever reason, there's a bunch of Quebecois, they throw in an S sound after a T. Like if you ever had that amazing, like, it's like reduced uh, maple syrup that becomes almost like a taffy-like that they have in Quebec everywhere. Staffy. Seer. It's, they call it seer, yeah. but it's spelled tire, T-I-R-E, but seer. And I know a lot of my, like my grandparents generation would pronounce my last name, Martino, like a T-S. So for me, it's Putsin, kind of the same thing. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair to think that everything they love we simply do not share. But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.